Hey, and welcome to Game Talk episode 33. I'm your host, Ammon Mion. Today, I'm joined by Tristan. Hello. And Katie. Hey, guys. And the first thing I wanted to talk about today are the Game Awards. So the Game Awards, as of this recording, are taking place tomorrow evening at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Granted, by the time this episode comes out, like it'll be weeks afterward. But anyway, the Game Awards are the uh, end of the year awards ceremony for our industry, uh, where an official quote unquote game of the year is crowned, as well as uh, several other uh, award topics are given out to uh, the nominees, such as, you know, best action adventure game, best indie game, et cetera, et cetera. Pretty much any category you could imagine for the gaming industry is there. And I I, I just kind of wanted to bring it up because I think it's an important thing for the gaming industry, because if you look at other entertainment industries like uh, the movie industry has the Oscars and the TV industry has the Emmys, music has Grammys. the Grammys, you know, like gaming never really had a thing of its own until pretty recently. Like, yes, gaming gives out awards and stuff, but typically like the whole game of the year thing is is done on like a website or platform basis like IGN, GameSpot uh easy allies like all these people have their own awards that they give out and there's never never anything official and uh jeff Keeley uh made the game awards to try and remedy that and it's only a few years old yeah it started in 2014 i think yeah and it's still going through some growing pains but i've watched it live every year and every year i see an improvement and every year gets bigger and every year it's more of a big deal so i definitely think it's on the right path and every year there are more actual announcements at the show, not just awards. I know for a fact that the Game Awards tomorrow, there are going to be a whole lot of pretty significant announcements. Like people are theorizing or not theorizing that uh, there are rumors going around that uh, Metroid Prime 4 is going to be unveiled. Um, the Crash Team Racing remake is going to be unveiled. And that's just like a couple like. They have uh, some pretty big names coming down to present some awards. Like they have the Rousseau brothers, the directors of the Avengers movies, coming down to present some awards. So I didn't know it, that. That's cool. Yeah, Jeff's done a pretty good job of making this into a more like mainstream event, which I think is can only be a good thing because it leads more credence to gaming, which is only a good thing. But yeah, I, I, I kind of wanted to just bring up the Game Awards and see what you guys thought of them. Have you guys ever caught them str- uh, on stream? Yeah, I watched them uh, last year when it aired. I didn't watch all of it, but um, I thought it was really cool that, you know, it's it combines like indie devs with AAA games. Like they're being judged kind of on a similar platform, you know. It doesn't really matter where or what company you're from. It's, you know, the content that matters. And I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's it's definitely a good recognizer of quality, like in all shapes and forms. Like for instance, this year the 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 nominees for Game of the Year itself, um, just, just like the overall most prestigious award. Uh, those nominees, obviously, some nominees are obvious, like like uh, God of War and Red Dead Redemption Two uh, are nominees. But also, you have games like Monster Hunter World and even little titles like Celeste that are you know. All of those are being, all of those are contenders for a game of the year, and I think that's a very, that's a very positive image for our industry. 
Yeah, um, I've never caught the Game Awards live myself. I've usually heard about the results afterwards, but I do like that we are finally having like an um, like what is I mean, when we talk about movies and TVs and we talk about the Grammys and the Emmys, like those are huge. But what does it mean after the fact, I guess, other than I guess more people go watch it. Um, I mean, it's it, it. I guess technically it doesn't mean anything. It's just prestigious, and you know, it's a great honor to be selected and all of that. Great yeah, visibility. Um, yeah, and it and it you know it 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 means something to people who don't really who who aren't nerdy about it like us. You know, like this is probably one of the few things that like mainstream people might hear about. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, I've like I've never seen these myself, but I, I think I'm going to try and look at it this year just because uh, the categories are getting pretty diverse. I pulled up the website here. There's just a lot of different it, categories going on. Yeah. And, and some of it branches past like like strictly gaming, like they have like a best content creator award where they award like a, a Twitch streamer or YouTube streamer and and they give awards for like best actor in a game. So like uh, Christopher judges Kratos and God of war is nominated and Roger Clark who played Arthur Morgan in red dead redemption two is nominated. Yuri Lowenthal who played Peter Parker in, in Spider-Man is nominated. So I, I think that's a very good thing. Like each year it becomes more and more inclusive of everything involving games, not just like the production of the game itself, but like the people who contribute to them. I mean, similar to, you know, as we said earlier, Oscars and things like that, you know, categories like supporting roles and and director and stuff like that is you can see it's growing. Um, I, I saw somewhere that somewhere a number of like four million people watched it live last year. So I thought that was pretty cool. I think that's pretty good. For considering yeah, how I'm- new it is, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we can really only expect that number to grow as the show gets better and keeps going forward. Yeah, and I think I saw that like on their website, they have like how you can watch it and it's available on just about every streaming platform you can imagine uh, in 4K, no less. So they're they're not skimping out on this. They're trying to get this to as many people as they can in the best quality they can. But as, as for the content of the show itself, like I said, it gets better every year. It didn't it started out a little rough even last year, like. It wasn't 100%, I guess, professional is the right word to use. There's always at least one cringe moment, I would say, (laughs) uh, in these things. And I don't know. I hope that'll go away with time as this thing matures. But it it should be noted that it's it's not quite to like Oscar or Emmy level yet. Oh, definitely not. I also didn't realize there was an esports category. Yeah. That's very weird to see. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I think one of the categories is even like most like hype esports moment or something like that, which I found very funny. Yeah, best that's that's a category moment. that only gaming can have, you know, no other entertainment could have something like that as an award. Yeah, I was honestly watching uh, a Netflix original of Explained, and uh, it's like a new series by Vox, and they did a whole episode on esports, and it's just crazy how much that industry has grown and how long it's been around. Honestly, yeah, and it's it's it, the I think the craziest thing about esports is just the potential of its further growth. I mean, I th- I feel like we've barely hit the tip of the iceberg. Like it's it's just exploding right now, and I don't see it slowing down anytime soon. Well, the the thing that I thought was most interesting in this episode was they were talking about, of course, League of Legends and how mm-hmm. Riot Games. So, you know, like for the NBA, 
it's broken down. You have ESPN who sort of watches, moderates, recaps the game. And then you have NBA that sort of maintains the league and the brackets. And then, of course, you have the teams. But League of Legends, really, Riot Games, they control all of that. Which So I think it's going to be interesting to see how esports like continues to evolve and uh, what other companies are going to sprout uh, aside from just teams. Definitely. A little little tangential here. (laughs) No, no. But I think it's a good discussion. Like, esports is definitely following somewhat in the footsteps of professional sports, but like it'll be very interesting to see where it deviates and how it stands out from that because it's going to deviate. Uh, oh, yeah. It's going to become its own thing. I do find it interesting. I mean, since we're talking about esports and the video game awards here, is that how closely like that it's close enough related to like video games and like, making them or putting them in a category that it's actually included in our award show. Like when I think about um, uh, like the Emmys or something or the Oscars, I don't really think of like the best viewing of a movie or the best review of the year for a movie to show up in that award show. I kind of want to just like read off the list of the game of the year. I, I, I know like, I'm probably the only one who's played the majority of these games, but uh, I kind of wanted to just bring them up. So the list for game of the year is uh, the nominees are Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Celeste, God of War, Marvel Spider-Man, Monster Hunter World, and Red Dead Redemption 2. Do any of those do anything for you guys? Uh, Celeste is the only one that does for me. Yeah, Celeste is one of those games I keep telling myself I need to play and I haven't done it yet. It was made during a game jam. <laughs> That's what I think is so cool. <laughs> That's insane, actually. Right? Yeah. Um, it just it feels cozy. It's a, it, I, I like it. I'm rooting for the underdog here, the indie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't think an indie has ever won overall game of the year at the Game Awards. I don't I, think. It's pretty hard. Yeah. yeah. But even the fact that it's nominated like is pretty insane to me. Because like, this little indie game that was made at the game jam is standing toe to toe with games that took like six plus years to make and hundreds of millions of dollars in like development costs and marketing. You know, I am just really shocked that Assassin's Creed is on this list. That's the one outlier to me. Like everything else on this list, I understand and could make a case for, but Assassin's Creed granted, I haven't played Odyssey yet, but everything I've heard about it is quite positive. I just think, didn't think it was positive to the gr- degree of being considered for like game of the year. It's yeah. It's literally another <laughs> Assassin's Creed. So I, it's yeah. What were you going to say? I was going to say, yeah, that is the one entry in that list. that sort of doesn't, I don't know. It's I'm sure it's a great game. It just doesn't game of the year. Like it's sort of just origins with a Greek theme thrown on top of it. <laughs> See, but have you played it? Um, not myself, no. So that's so, the thing. Like, everyone yeah, who hasn't hard. played it just says it's origins with a Greek theme, but everyone who has plays it tells me it's so much more. So I, I'll have to check it out for myself to verify that. Yeah. Because I'm in the same camp as you. It just looks like origins to me, but apparently uh, like it, the story is well written. The characters are good. Side quests are like really good. So. Oh, wow. There might be something there. There, yeah, there must be something beyond just the theming that I'm missing, because otherwise it just looks like another Assassin's Creed to me. 
Another one. Um, so I haven't played Celeste. So I haven't actually played like half the games on this list now that I'm looking <laughs> at it. <laughs> uh, I have played the Sony games, being the Sony fanboy that I am. Uh, I've played Marvel Spider Man, God of War, um, Red Dead Redemption 2. <clears throat> I don't know. I If I were a betting man, I would say Red Dead Redemption 2 is probably going to win. But I, that. I would say that, like, yes, it was like really well loved critically and did insane commercially. But I would really make a case for God of War as well. Like, I don't know if it's just. <sighs> I think the recency bias of Red Dead Redemption 2 is going to ultimately help it win over God of War in the end. But when God of War came out, it it was a revolutionary release. Like, it blew people's minds, like mine included. Um, I actually think if I were to vote right now, after all is said and done, I've beaten God of War, beaten Red Dead Redemption 2. In my mind, they're both, like, so high. Like, in, in, in the top, like, 10 games I've ever played. But I think I might just put God of War slightly above red dead redemption 2 and even that i'm not confident in saying that could like flip-flop tomorrow but as of right now like i think i think god of war needs to be recognized for its for what it achieved but red dead's probably gonna win which is fine (laughs) by me like because red dead was an amazing game yeah it's really hard for me to uh put in any opinion on game of the year as i have played zero out of the six titles on this list so, but like, um, uh, there's several other categories, like best ongoing game. So that I guess that's yeah. like games as a service, maybe. Uh, yes. So, well, I mean, there's some. There's yeah, not necessarily. Like, No Man's stuff. Sky is nominated, and that isn't a games as a service model. I, yeah, I, I'm looking at that list. The best ongoing game, No Man's Sky, is kind of strange to me in that it's an online going game when you for most of the time that I've heard of it, you couldn't actually be around other players. So they recently added multiplayer. And I think a big reason no man's sky is on that list is because of the whole redemption story of that game. Like that game Mm -hmm. came out and broke so many promises and it sucked and everyone hated it. (laughs) Yep. And hello games has just been releasing update after update for free, uh, just making it into the game. They promised it would be. So it would have been very easy for them to just like shut up and take the money and, you know, go away yeah but like they're they're making good on their promise so they it's it's become evident over the past couple years that hello games was coming from a genuine place they just you know really quickly yeah um i was gonna say is looking at this best ongoing game list the two titles that i think are the highest on this would probably be fortnite or rainbow six siege oh fortnite's certainly going to win like there's no doubt in my mind oh absolutely The reason I say this is that both of these games uh, with their ongoing content have constantly shifted the way you play the game in varying degrees. Um, When I think of like Destiny 2 Forsaken or Overwatch, the core of those games hasn't been shaken as much by updates. But Fortnite is constantly changing and Siege, every time they introduce new operators, multitudes of new strategies come out for that game. So... See, I haven't played either of them, so I can't I can't really say. So Tristan, you definitely know the minutia of those games better than I do, but the reason I say Fortnite is absolutely going to win is because 2018 is the year that Fortnite took over the world. Yeah. Like I'm actually surprised it's not a nominee for game of the year. It is a little surprising, but um when did when did it actually come out? Because I know base Fortnite came out a while ago and then they added um 
the battle royale mode. But I mean, Fortnite's been around for like forever, like the for over half a decade now, actually, in some iteration or another. It just really blew up in the past like year and a half. Yeah, and especially with 2018, with streamers like Ninja and and like all the other big streamers finally really getting into this game, like it was a mutually beneficial relationship. Those streamers got catapulted to like almost superstardom. They became millionaires because of Fortnite and Fortnite gained millions of players because of these streamers. Like it was like, it it was an effect unlike anything I've really seen in gaming before. Yeah, it is crazy every day that I go into the Twitch app to see Fortnite is still way above every other category by at least like 70 to 80,000 people watching. Really? Yeah, for Fortnite, I like to say Fortnite is the new Minecraft almost. Mm. Like Minecraft was the last game I remember that truly like just truly exploded. exploded. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Pokémon Go to an extent, but that was like mm. over in a summer basically. Yeah. Oh, uh, but, but but yeah, like Fortnite it happened again and and not too long after minecraft i mean it was under a decade or maybe it was just about a decade because minecraft was released what in like 2008 9 yeah oh my gosh that's crazy to think about (laughs) a decade or more old in 2018 (laughs) we'll see the next big thing (laughs) but yeah just going further down the list best direction i think that's an interesting category uh i guess that's similar to like best if you if you look at like film like best director or something so yeah the overall like creative vision is being taken into account, and some of the nominees are interesting. Like a way out, uh, a way out did pretty unique things, but I don't, I wouldn't really put it on this list. I certainly appreciate it, but I don't think it's it it's worthy of being a nominee personally. Um, let's see. Here. So awarded to a game studio for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. Out of this list, um, it, it, it's. I, I'd say it has a more unique, like it definitely innovated in a way I wasn't expecting, but I don't know if it like, it seems weird when it's put up against these other ones that are on the it, list, like it, God of War. And it was unique, and but like the execution was pretty substandard, I would say. Like it, it was a very fresh, yeah. unique concept, which absolutely should be recognized for, but it didn't really execute on it too well, in my opinion. It, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say that it, it leaves a little something to be desired, but it is a new innovation. And I think it's if other games were to take the way out sort of approach, I think they could improve upon it. But I found it was like a fresh in a, especially at the time it came out, it was like fresh as like that kind of game. Like we haven't seen that in a little while. Yeah. I could easily see God of War taking this, if only because, like, I feel like every shot of that game was meticulously crafted, and the whole, like, idea of the camera never cutting over the course of the entire game from start to end, I think, is a very wow, very really? cool trick. Yeah, that that's something that they put in, like, the instant the game starts, the camera never breaks from you until you beat the game. I did not know that. It's another one that's on my list um, to play. I actually got yeah. to meet the audio producer for that game. Oh, that's um, incredible. Yeah, she she came and was uh, one of the keynote speakers at the West Virginia Game Dev Expo. Um, so Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I was really impressed that uh, they were able to get someone like that down there. It, w- it was a really cool opportunity. It, it seemed, yeah, that's why it got put on my list. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, God of War, yeah, in in as far as direction goes, it would probably have my vote. Uh but some of these games like Detroit Become Human, I could absolutely see why it's on there. Detroit's yeah. basically like an interactive movie. Uh um so it's it's it, it's by the same people that made uh Heavy Rain yes. and oh Quantum Break, right? Yes. Yeah. I loved Heavy Rain. I that yeah. was one of my favorite yeah, games. Yeah. So this game is basically like Heavy Rain except the entire cast is comprised of androids. <laughs> that's basically what this is and it's excellent i loved it that is so um, cool i had not heard of it until literally looking at this list <laughs> yeah i would absolutely if if you loved heavy rain you should absolutely uh play this game it's it's the spiritual successor to heavy rain oh that's awesome that is so cool thank you guys for that <laughs> <laughs> and then we've got spider-man and red dead redemption 2 uh yeah. spider-man it was it was very well made i don't know if i'd put it like as the best directed game and red dead redemption 2 yeah i i could totally understand why that's on the list i i still need to play spider-man for myself um but i like everything i've seen out of that game um best narrative it's literally like almost the same nominees which is really funny <laughs> yeah well, I got Life is Strange in there. Yeah, uh, life, so life, I haven't tried Life is Strange 2 yet. Has it, Have any of you played it yet? No, I'm nah. just going to get it in the last sale, but I 100% played Life is Strange. Like, I 100%ed the, that oh, game. Oh, yeah, same. But the thing is, like, I don't know. Like, I the, the best thing about Life is Strange was the whole setting and the characters for me. Like, and I feel like if this game doesn't have those setting, like, this, like Arcadia Bay as a setting or, like, Chloe and Max, like, I'm not interested yeah, but really you know it's Chloe made by the same character. people so yeah and they also obviously don't, they've got talent uh, uh dot nod or i thought it was supposed to be don't don't nod, nod. Yeah, yeah they have a typo think, on there yeah <laughs> um they also did the vampire game oh yeah i've heard about that i heard i've heard mixed things about that it's pretty fun it could be more but it's def it's very different from life is strange but yeah but yeah, just for the sake of time, I'm not going to go through every nominee of every category. I'm just going to go through all the categories. And if there are any interesting ones that you guys want to stop on and jump into, we can do that. So next we have best art direction. Obviously very important for, for games. Best score slash music. That's one I'm pretty interested in. Uh, I love gaming soundtracks. So Same. Yeah. <laughs> best audio design. So, yeah, God of War is nominated there. So maybe uh, that woman you met, she could be receiving an award tomorrow. Yeah, maybe. Her name was uh, Shayna Moon. So Shayna Moon. Okay. I'll I know. What a name, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Best performance. So this is going to go to an actual like actor. Uh, games for impact. Wait, I think that's an interesting category. Kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, for- mostly because as I'm looking at this, the only like triple A game on there is Life is Strange. Yep. I don't even know if I call that. I, I wouldn't call well, Nam- uh, Life is Strange triple A. Namco is uh, on well. There. Yeah, that's the publisher, probably right. True. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, what is this? this Digix Art slash Ardman. I think. Yeah. That's who actually made the game. Right. I do find it interesting that there's not a single triple A studio in Games for Impact. So that's that are yeah, all I mean, indie. Kinda I sad. think that I actually think that makes sense though. Like the indie games are the ones out there doing like experimental stuff and innovating. So Yeah. Well, but it says a, a like social meaning or message. Oh, that's true, yeah. So it's not necessarily innovation and design, just like you feel good not necessarily feel good, but yeah. 
I, something that gives you a profound thought or like, wow, you walk away from that thinking differently right, than yeah. when you went in. Yeah. Thought provoking. <laughs> and I would say, yeah, given that idea, I'd say eh, I've heard of Celeste and Life is Strange and the missing J.J. Uh, Mackenfield and the Island of Memories. I know all of those those ones like especially give off that feeling like you walk away from it different. Mm hmm. Yeah, I I haven't played any of the games on this list. I absolutely need to check them out. Um, uh, next category, best independent game. I feel like Celeste is probably going to win that one. I, although Dead Cells could probably clutch it out. I've heard oh. very, very good things about Dead Cells. Yeah, I was watching mm. the developers live stream it when they released it on Steam, and it looks like so much fun. Yeah. <clears throat> I want to play it's Into got the essentially breach. like endless replay value. Yeah. Oh, which one is Into the Breach, Tristan? So that's the people, the people who made Faster Than Light FTL. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. A mech versus kaiju tactical uh, warfare game. God, that sounds insane. I was, I just, I want to play it so badly. It looks so cool. And I've heard really good things about Return of the Obra Din. It's like a, yeah. uh, I've heard actually it's like one of the best detective games ever made. Yeah, same. It's... Yeah, it's. Uh, I've watched it, a video or two on it. It looks very unique. And judging by the uh, this screenshot, the art style is absolutely insane. Like, look at that. It's like all black <laughs> and white. It, it's like an old Game Boy game um, put on a computer. <laughs> it's made by the same guy that did Papers, Please, I think. Oh, yeah, that's right. I do remember okay. hearing about that. Yeah. So. Um, next category, best mobile game. Uh Fortnite. <laughs> I've, made, I, I've made my opinion on mobile games clear. <laughs> so I'm not really too concerned about that. Oh, Fortnite's probably going to win. Let's be real. Best VR slash AR game. That's something I'm very invested in, actually. Mm. I would say like um, Astrobot Rescue Mission, which is nominated. I think that absolutely deserves to win. But Beat Saber is quite excellent as well. I um, heard a lot and about so is Tetris Effect. Okay, maybe this is more difficult. <laughs> yeah. Those three games, Astrobot, Beat Saber, and Tetris Effect, I think it would be worth purchasing a VR just for those games alone. Like Seriously? that's how excellent those games are. Yep. That's a statement. Wow. I so, so Astrobot is essentially imagine like uh, a Nintendo-esque like Mario platformer, but in VR. Like, you know how Mario 64 uh broke so many unleashed so many innovations uh into 3d gaming that are still like built on today basically right yeah. right the astrobot does the same thing to a degree for vr like it does insane things in vr that you didn't think that you would never think of and you just have so many moments while playing that game where you just go oh my god this is so clever and this is brilliant you know because it, it has gameplay that would not be possible without vr oh that's cool yeah, it's it's very difficult to describe, but it's one of those things where if you if if you see it, you believe it. <laughs> so you're a believer in VR now? Is that what you're saying? Oh, I was always a believer oh, in yeah. VR. I got VR day one. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, and yeah. I I, lo I love it. So moving on, best action game. Yeah, I mean, Call of Duty will probably win. Oh, speaking of like. Far Cry, I just saw it on the, on the list there. I heard there's going to be an announcement maybe about that tomorrow during the Game Awards. Some DLC? I, I'm not sure what, but I, I read a I read a blurb. I didn't read it very 
very thoroughly, but I saw something about <laughs> Far Cry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's going to be so many announcements at this thing. It's like almost like a mini E3 at this point. Uh, best action adventure game. Uh, all the nominees kind of make sense to me. Oh, Shadow of the Tomb yeah. Raider. That's cool. That was a good game. I, I did play that. I loved that game. Yeah, I've always enjoyed the Tomb Raider games. I haven't played Shadow yet, but I've played Rise in the original. It's pretty cool. The like the action scenes where you have to platform your way are pretty intense. It's like really well done cinema cinema wise. Yeah, not surprising. Yeah. <laughs> uh best role playing game. That's interesting. Uh I've played a little bit of Dragon Quest 11. I like it quite a bit and I want to play Octopath Traveler. Um but other than that I haven't really played any of the other games. Yeah, I know all of these games on the list. I just haven't played any of them. Also, so I don't is, know which one's the best? Is Monster, could Monster Hunter be classified as an RPG? Because it's being nominated yes. here. Really? Uh, yes, because uh, you spend a lot of the game uh, cutting up monsters and building new equipment to in further your stats. Inventory management. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I've never actually fully played a Monster Hunter game, only like demos and stuff. So I always got the idea that it was more of an action game, but I guess I'm wrong. <laughs> Action RPG, sort of. Yeah. Okay. Uh, best fighting game. If Dragon Ball Fighters doesn't win this, I'm going to riot. I, I, <laughs> um, I, yeah, this one, it's like, I can only really see Fighter Z because I haven't heard anybody talking about Cross Tag Battle um, or Street Fighter V. Soul Calibur VI, I've heard a lot about character creation, but otherwise it's the same Soul Calibur game. So Fighter Z is probably my pick for this one and i just kind of wanted to take a minute minute to appreciate dragon ball fighters it took over the fighting game community this year when it came out yeah. like it in, it became the headline game at evo like in its first year that it came out which i find pretty insane and like it's always like consistently the most watched like fighting game stream for the big tournaments which which just i i love because i'm a huge dragon ball fanboy and the game is exciting to watch. You know, it captures the intensity of the show. I'm not a big professional like fighting game player myself, or let me rephrase that. I'm I'm no professional <laughs> player at all, but I can I I can appreciate the very technical things I see in these high level matches, and it's super hype and exciting to watch. So that's cool. Mm. Yeah, honestly, fighting games are what started esports. Really? Yeah, um, absolutely. To come full circle, which I didn't realize that until recently. Because I don't really play those games, but I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, they were the OGs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, best family game. Uh, I would personally pick Mario Super oh, Mario Party just same. from how much fun I yeah, had. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> I'm a little confused how Labo got on there, yeah, but all right, I don't really understand that. <laughs> I don't. I guess. I guess it's popular. Right. I don't know. I I don't understand it being a. I mean, I guess a. I guess it's appropriate for family play. I don't nobody know anybody playing it. I literally it don't family. know anyone with a Nintendo Labo. Me neither. I didn't yeah, even know it was again, a I don't know I many like six year olds, so <laughs> Yeah. <same. laughs> uh, best strategy game. Uh I would totally vote for Frostpunk. Is it good? Mm. That's on my wish list. I really like Frostpunk, but I again I haven't played any of the games on this list, so uh. I'm very biased. But I I had a lot of fun with Frostpunk. Very unique kind of aesthetic. Like obviously, like it's like a steampunk city builder survival game. You know, yeah, Yeah. very unique. 
I know I have all of these games under this category on my wish list. I just I don't have any of them. Yeah, Banner Would Saga Three, to... Frostpunk. Yeah, they're all those are all my, and Into the Breach all on my wish list. So this is weird. Like, look at the next category: best sports slash racing game. I wonder why they grouped yeah. those together. I feel like they should keep those separate. Maybe racing were... isn't a sport. <laughs> But like racing game, you know, a racing game oh. is like a different genre of game. Maybe there weren't enough guess... nominees for it to be its own category. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Best multiplayer game. Fortnite will definitely win Fortnite. that. <laughs> Best student game. This is an interesting category. This is interesting. Oh, that's cool. I'm not. It's not uh, best these, student but... project created at the high school or college level. Wow. Yeah, that's a that's a neat that's a neat award. It's it's good for like down. imagine if See someone what? if it, it, imagine whoever wins this award basically is set up for like connection wise for life. You know, oh yeah, that's gonna propel their career so far. Best debut indie game. So this is from a new independent studio, hmm. uh, as opposed to already existing ones. I suppose. Yeah. Best esports game. Uh. Honestly, I'm thinking yeah, either CSGO one, or Dota 2. This one, I don't, I'm not sure which way it'll go. Maybe Overwatch. Or, I don't see Fortnite winning this one, actually, but it probably could, will. Yeah, I think it'll be CSGO uh. or Dota, honestly. So these yeah. awards have, like, they have a panel of judges, but they also have, like... Fan votes. Uh, fan votes, right? So I'm sure, like, Fortnite will probably win all the fan votes, but it'd be interesting yeah. to see, like, what, what the, the official the panel decides. Yeah. yeah. And we're down to best esports player. So the only one I know from here is Sonic Fox because he's like a god at Dragon Ball Fighters. He's like pretty. Oh, I've seen that guy before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm not best... familiar enough with this this world. <laughs> <laughs> best esports team. It, it, it's neat seeing like it's a pretty big chunk of this is esports. You know, yeah. It definitely shows esports' growth. So best esports team, best esports coach, even wow, that is a unique category to so, see. Uh, and look, they're all these like young, like, yeah, young dudes, all dudes. I don't see a single woman there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we need some. Uh, we need some women esports coach. We need some representation Where they there. At? Yeah, some rep- <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely like male dominated right now. Yeah, best esports event. That's insane. That's cool. Look at, look at those crowds like yeah we're looking so it's it's showing a picture of each like events stadium and there's like literally like thousands tens of thousands of people in these crowds for these fighting game and like not just fighting even like these competitive esport events yeah oh man wow i would vote for an evo 2018 because that's the one i paid most attention to but <laughs> uh best esports host okay like yeah this is a whole world that i'm not even like you know, I'm not in this. Oh, there's I have a no woman. clue. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah. I don't know her, um, but you, I also don't know anybody on this list. Yeah, so. I don't know anyone on this list. Best esports moment. Okay, that's the one I was talking about before. That's crazy. The Sonic Fox. That's even uh, DBZ. I, I yeah, that's on there. I saw that. Mine would be G2. <laughs> yeah, I was not a big fan of that moment. Do you- Which two? Uh, my, Sorry. Go ahead. Go, go ahead, Katie. <laughs> no, okay. Go ahead. We were asking what your one yeah, was. Yeah, mine was G2 beating RNG. It was uh, League of Legends Worlds. Oh, yeah. That oh. was pretty insane. Yeah. I was passively like paying attention to that, and I was pretty I was shocked. surprised by that. Yeah. But Tristan, you saw the Sonic Fox side switch thing? 
Uh, no, but I have heard of it. Yeah, that um, I don't know. I did. I didn't like that very much. But. What What happened? <laughs> what was it? I'm- so, Sonic Fox and Goichi they were playing professional Dragon Ball Fighters, and I think this was Evo. Yeah, this was Evo, and it was Grand Finals, right? And Sonic Sonic Fox was coming in through losers, or no? Sonic Fox was in winners. Goichi was coming in through losers uh, side, and the first like uh set goichi like annihilated him like so because he was in loser's side he has to win another set to become the the champion mm-hmm. right uh so after he like crushed him in the first set sonic fox basically like stalled the next beginning of the next set because he wanted to switch sides so like you know how in fighting games one person's on the left one person's on the right right so he claimed that like he wanted to switch sides because he felt like he was at a disadvantage or whatever. And technically in the rules, he's allowed to request a side switch. Uh-huh. And Goichi denied it. And apparently if you're allowed to request it, but if your opponent denies it, uh, it goes to like a coin flip or something. So then like this whole process was like insane. It took like 15 minutes. Uh-huh. And then like <laughs> 15 they, minutes for a coin flip? I mean, like it was, it was. It's just like it's this kind of thing hasn't been done, especially in the grand finals of like the biggest fighting game. You know, like it was pretty controversial. Yeah. And then by the time they switched, a lot of people would say that Sonic Fox did this to basically cut all of Goichi's momentum. So Goichi was like that. coming in hot, like he was crushing Sonic Fox. But as after this whole debacle, Sonic Fox beat him and took the championship. Wow. And, yeah. So. I don't know. Like, eh, I, I wasn't. Is, a, I'm a big fan of Sonic Fox, but I didn't like what he pulled there. That's some like high level esports sort of deal where you're like, it's not even in the game. It's the mind games around the game. Around the playing. rules. Oh, yeah. yeah. They do that it's, all yeah. the time in like chess and tennis. Some, they do similar tactics. Uh, honestly, any yeah. sport, I feel they do it. But yeah, <laughs> like, I, I, yeah. I like, I like both of those players. Um, mm. but like, I think they should have just kept playing, you know, like we were seeing some insane play from Goichi and that just evaporated after the whole like coin flip. Oh man. Like, okay. Sonic, Sonic Fox, like crushed him. Wow. That's a bummer. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, moving on <laughs> content creator of the year. Uh, oh, I, I actually know almost everyone on this list. <laughs> I've heard of some of them. Like through Fortnite, like Dr. Lupo Myth, Ninja, Pokemon, like I remember they all stream Fortnite. I don't know who the fifth guy is, Willy Rex. But I mean, come on, Ninja's obviously going to win this. It's like not even. Yeah, Ninja is probably going to win this. They might as well not even have nominees for this category. (laughs) He's destroying it. So he's also streamed an absurd amount of hours this year. I'm trying to think. I saw something. I mean, he works very hard. Yeah. I think he, he deserves his success. You know, he's a, he's a millionaire now. He's a, a celebrity now. He's appeared on like Ellen and like like big mainstream shows. He has spent three thousand eight hundred hours streaming Fortnite this year. Oh my god! I believe it. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> Actually, let, let's let's do a calculation: three thousand eight hundred hours, twenty four uh, hours in a day. That's 158 game. days. You spent half the year playing Fortnite. Oh my god. <laughs> He's done the equivalent of 95 40 hour work weeks this year back to back. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> that is yeah. nuts. Yeah. So yeah, he's working 
I mean, yeah, I mean, working, right? He's playing video games yeah. and streaming, but at the same time, that's like his job. Like, right. Like he's tired when he's done, you know, it's like an exhausting profession. Mm. Uh, but like, yeah, he, he's working like 80, 80 plus hour weeks going by that math, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, and that I think is the last of the category. So yeah, like I said, by the time this episode comes out, like it'll be weeks, you know, like everyone, all of these will be determined and we'll see how this episode right we will are. be quite yeah, <laughs> dated, but I still yeah. thought it was a good idea to go through this. And uh, I think it's a very important event again for, for the games industry. And I, I hope to only see it grow uh, even further from here. All right. Do you guys have any other, uh, any final thoughts? Can't wait to see it. Actually, it's, this has made me excited for it. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually going to watch like all of it tomorrow night. I'm, I'm pretty excited. When does it start again? Uh, eight thirty Eastern. Right on. Mm. Okay, so that took way longer than I thought it would. <laughs> yeah. So I was planning to do another topic today, but that took way longer than I anticipated. So I think we're just going to go into wrapping this show up. Uh, <laughs> so let's talk about the games we play or recommend. Um, Katie, do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. Um, I've been playing a lot of Darkest Dungeon recently, uh, just because... Ooh, okay, what is that? It's... Uh, it's kind of like a dungeon crawler. It's like a 1D dungeon crawler. Uh, you have a party of four that you take out and you go on some sort of dungeon crawl and your characters level up and whatnot. But um, they are not really immune to all of the stresses and hazards that happen when you're adventuring. So they have this thing in the game called an affliction system. So your characters, like, they get stressed out over time and it tests their resolve, and they just sort of, you you really have to trust R and Jesus to get you through the <laughs> level or the boss, and uh, and there's permadeath, so that's fun. Um, <laughs> but it's a it's a really fun, very hard dungeon crawler. Awesome. What's it? Uh, what platforms is it on? Uh, it's on. I played on PC. Uh, I'm not okay. sure if it's on anything else. I watched. They had a GDC talk about how they designed the game. That's what got me back. And you said, it. you said like you form a party, right? Can those party be like actual other players? Uh, no, they're just uh people. So it's a single player. Yeah, game. it's a single player okay. game. They're just NPCs that you get throughout the game. Okay, yeah, uh, that sounds awesome. Um, Tristan. Okay, so Gal Gun Double Piece, which I there's a lot you have to get over before you even start playing the game. Um, mostly that it's anime and you're the whole point of the game is that you're uh, shooting uh, your classmates with love bullets so that they, I don't know, love you or something. That sounds pretty um, lovely. But what, but what it essentially is, is an on-rail shooter in the House of the Dead style sort of game um, where your character is, I don't know, cursed by an angel that everyone will fall in love with you and you're um, trying to confess to your one true love by the end of the day. Um, if you don't, you're, uh, forever alone. If you do, <laughs> hooray, you win. They're, they're happy to go out with you, but it's sort of like a mutual love thing. So I was like, I, I really got to like the cast of characters that were in it. Um, so is it like a, a dating simulator shoot 'em up? 
it's sort of like that. It's weird. So like the day is broken up into a bunch of different scenes where you're like on rails and you're going through the school trying to find um, the classmate you're going after. So uh, I spent most of my run going after uh, this first year student um, just because she was the Q character I wanted to go after that run. Um, but to get to her, she might've run all the way to the gym while I was like stuck in the courtyard. So I had to run through the courtyard, uh, stopping all of these other girls from getting in my way. And like, I, they, so it's like house of the dead, they show up and then they take your health away and then you lose. Um, cause they attack you. The weird thing is like trying to play it on keyboard and mouse. It's just like, you got to move your mouse all over the place you got to zoom in to see stuff that's hidden from your site trying to find items in the world that are like hidden inside lockers and stuff um and then in between each of these scenes you can go to the shop and you can get like oh i'm getting hit a lot from these enemies i think i'm gonna grab more health or i'm gonna make certain stats higher i still haven't under i don't understand every aspect of this game but if you enjoy on-rail shooters and anime, it's it's a cup of tea. It's not everybody's cup of tea, but it is somebody's. <laughs> no, for sure. It's it definitely is a very unique concept. It, if if you've heard of this game before, it's probably because you've heard of the outrageously priced DLC. What's it priced at? Uh, eighty nine ninety nine. Oh my Jeez. gosh! <laughs> for one mechanic that you can unlock in the game. Okay, so the people who make this game absolutely knows who their audience are. Because <laughs> oh, people yeah. who are into this game will absolutely pay $90 for something. Like <laughs> yeah. That. I think all of the DLC you can unlock just by playing the game, but they're like, you can give us like an extra hundred something dollars and it's just unlocked from the okay, moment Okay, so you if, you can, if you can unlock it just by playing, that's, that's okay then, I think. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, so what I've been playing... And when I say this, I'm going to be instantly labeled as a giant hypocrite to any uh, by anyone who listens to this show. But I've been playing Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. What? Um, so <laughs> I was vehemently against Let's Go. All right. Um, I thought it was a watered down version of Pokemon. I thought it was sending the series in the wrong direction, taking away complexity and appealing to a more casual audience. Didn't think any of that was good. Then I watched a trailer for the game that basically recreated the original like 90s Pokemon intro in Pokemon Let's Go while playing the Pokemon theme song. <laughs> and then I was just like, okay, I have to play this game. So then, <laughs> then I purchased the game. And then like over Thanksgiving, I put like over 20 hours into oh it. Oh my god. And I was shocked at how much I liked the game. Yes, it is true that the catching is strictly in the Pokemon Go style. There are no random encounters, but somehow all of that is okay and maybe even makes Pokemon better, which I can't hmm. believe I'm saying. Like, the catching mechanic is very fun and it leads to a method of like shiny hunting that is very, very good. And the battles are still in there, but they're only with trainers and such, right? And yeah, obviously, like when the next Pokemon game comes out, I would like them to bring back abilities because they took out abilities and held items that obviously all needs to come back. But like if they kept the catching mechanic, uh, as well as the whole like Pokemon aren't random encounters anymore, they appear in the overworld. If they kept all that, I would be absolutely okay. Like, I actually think, unbeknownst to all of us, 
going into this game, these are positive changes for Pokemon, which, you know, shocked me because I was like, completely against them before I played the game, but then I played it and my opinion flipped. Another thing is your, like the mascot Pokemon that's with you. Like I got Eevee, uh, obviously let's go Pikachu comes with Pikachu. Like they, the, they like ride on your head and they're super cute. Aww. And like, it's just fun, like interacting with them and stuff, you know, like, like Eevee will like, if, if Eevee sees something interesting, they'll like go to it and try to get your attention, like a puppy would or something like that. And you can like dress them up and stuff too. I know some people are into that. And you can actually change your clothes to match what they're wearing, which, again, <laughs> I, I never really did that, but it's in there for those that are into it, and I know a lot of people are. Oh, yeah. And I don't know. It's just, it. it's a remake of Pokemon Yellow, and, I mean, Generation 1, it was, it was what started it all. It has the strongest nostalgia of anything in the Pokemon series, and it definitely, you know, plays on that. I had a I had a blast just playing through Pokemon Gen 1 again even with the changed mechanics. I thought it was actually for the better and I'm very excited to see where they take Pokemon next cuz I think the next game they said nothing from Pokemon Let's Go would be in it but I don't know if I absolutely believe that especially with the pretty overwhelmingly positive reaction to Let's Go. So I hmm. I'm curious to see what shape the next Pokemon game will take but uh, for now, I I can say that Pokemon Let's Go was was a very very relaxing and enjoyable experience for me. That's really cool. I'm shocked. I I've seen a lot of people playing Let's Go, and I kind of want to play it myself just to see because I definitely remember playing Pokemon Yellow when there were no held items or abilities. So. If it's and then you know I can be a huge nerd and dress up the same as my Pikachu. Yeah, yeah I'll probably be into it. <laughs> yeah. Game Freak and Nintendo definitely hit the money on the head with this game. Yeah. All right. I think that's going to do it for us this week. I'm super excited to watch the Game Awards tomorrow. And in three weeks from now, you all can listen to this and see what we are right about, what we were wrong about, and how it all shook out. But for now, thank you for listening. I'll see you guys later. Bye. Later. Bye. Bye.